Welcome to Shenanigans. Hey, hey, it's Aisha. Hey, y'all, it's Jenny. Yo, baby, what's up? It's Tyra. And we are a dose of melanin empowerment that is a reminder of how bomb you are and how dope you can be. Featuring edutainment about beauty, life, and health mixed with a true depiction of how strong she can be. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to Shenanigans. Hey, everybody. Hi. Jenny, don't be coming on here with this sultry voice. I'm not. I heard it. So we're super excited to be here with y'all today, to be back, or, you know, at least fake back, um, because our new season has not started. But we wanted to create this special episode um, for you all this month, because if you didn't know, September is National Recovery Month and Recovery Awareness Month. And so we wanted to bring this to you. Uh, to chat about substance use disorder, to chat about our experiences, especially within the Black community, um, and to understand more about recovery um, and and what's really gained out of having recovery in your life. So this episode today is sponsored by Know the Facts Indiana. If you want to learn more about Know the Facts especially about recovery um, and even hear stories from people in recovery who live uh, in Indiana, you can visit knowthefactsindiana.org. Okay, so let's hop right in, ladies. Um, So we chatted a little bit about this, but um, in our communities, especially like black communities, we do not really talk about substance use disorder. We don't even talk about it as substance use disorder. We talk about it as addiction. Um, But why do y'all think that it's not something we openly talk about? Or how, if it is something that's been openly talked about, like within y'all's families or your friend groups, how is it usually? Hmm. I think one reason why it's probably not openly talked about um, in the way that you would think that it should be, because I mean, the severity of it is very serious. And so I think a lot of times it's because um, a lot of people might start off with like a recreational drug. Um, And it's something that people might just, you know, consider something that they do for fun or just something they don't take as serious. And then, you know, sometimes people get more involved and try you know different types of drugs and then sometimes it just becomes normalized um and so I think a lot of people don't look at it as an issue because it's like oh that's just something that somebody does and it's just something that you know not that people accept but they don't you know oh, that's their business it's just something that they don't really try to get into I feel like within the black community what do you think Ty? Yeah, I think Jenny hit it pretty much on the head. Um, I think we don't talk about a lot of issues, especially since addiction is kind of related to mental health. I think that since mental health is so um, taboo, talked about, not as much 
as it has been like in our history i think we are definitely destigmatizing mental health a lot in the black community because we're talking about therapy more um and being more open about it but i think since we don't really discuss mental health you know i think addiction as far as how we discuss it goes hand in hand with that and i don't know if people really truly see it as an issue or for a problem or for a disease that it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, um, especially, especially some people who don't see it as a disease are like, well, I don't understand why you can't just stop. Like, and why you can't just, you know, do you have to go drink? Do you have to, you know, do whatever is your drug of choice and don't understand like really the science behind it and how you really don't have control over your body or thinking, you know, at that point in time. And so I definitely can agree with that. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up mental health too, because mental health and just conditions that we're constantly learning more about and that are constantly being more normalized. Um, because I know it's a, not everyone, but a lot of people who have like anxiety or depression or, you know, ADHD or just different conditions will actually start to use substances as a way to cope with symptoms that they haven't been diagnosed for another condition for. And so just even understanding that connection um, between that and being able to talk about it more openly, I think would help people understand um, addiction or those conditions even better. Um, one thing that I just thought about, um, is that I think that a lot of people suffer from addictions, but from the outside, they still look functional. So I think that that's why it's not talked about is because I think that there's like this, uh, misconception of like what somebody dealing with like addictions or substance use disorder should look like. And it's like, you know, if they're not, um, you know, showing up as like, okay, they're kind of you know, they look like they're going through something, you know, from the stereotypical look, then a lot of times it's just not addressed. A lot of people are dealing with addictions and substance abuse, um, kind of like in silence. Um, and it's, you know, it's hidden because they still show up, you know, they still might go to work. Mm -hmm. They still may, you know, if, you know, if they're a mom, if they're a dad, or a sister, they still are, you know, playing these roles, but it's something that they still deal with. Yeah, definitely. Definitely stereotypes when it comes to um, people. And we see it, especially like in black movies, like just you have a certain character in mind when you think about someone who is struggling with addiction. And so, you know, if you are still functioning for the most part, not everyone goes through like a public downward spiral that I think we're used to seeing and being able to identify very easily. Sometimes those downward spirals are behind closed doors or, you know, or in private and you just wouldn't even realize it, whether it's you're, you're struggling with making financial decisions because you have to give money towards this and not even understanding like that is a sign that this is a problem um, or just the need to use is a, is a problem within itself. So have you all, have you all, and if you want to share, um, been personally impacted or um, what have been your experiences with people who have substance use disorders? Um, 
Yeah, I would say growing up um, and even now as an adult, you know, I, I have family members that um, they're experiencing, you know, substance abuse disorder. And, you know, it's just a, a lot of them. Um, it's just kind of been their lives over the years. You know, I've just seen I've grown up with some of these people and they are, you know, very functional and too um, you know, society's eye, they may not look like they're experiencing this. Um, but I mean, it, it can get, it can get, it can be really difficult and impact the people that are around, you know, the individual that is suffering from the addiction, you know, I mean, from like you have mentioned, like finances from, you know, being able to, you know, get, get up and get ready and get, you know, your children ready for school. It's just like, it's kind of like, um, a, a downward effect, you know, you're going through these things and it affects everyone that you are connected to. Yeah, I have had family members or have family members who suffer from substance abuse and even friendships or um, relationships. I think that with the friendships, it was hard to identify because I think they suffered from alcoholism. And in our 20s, you know, that's a uh, time that we party hard so I realized that it could be masked very well um you know and disguise and socializing and stuff like that and I've had a situation where I tried to confront a loved one about it and they were in denial and I mean it wasn't a very hostile situation but I definitely could tell that they weren't ready to like take the next steps to get out of their addiction so yeah I have similar experiences with, you know, approaching someone or loved one about something. They're just in denial about it, um, which is really so unfortunate because it's like no matter like, you know, how much you're willing to help someone, they have to be ready to kind of take that next step within their own healing journey and recovery um, in order for that to really happen. So it's just like, you know, just knowing that you just have to continue to support this person, um, despite if they're not ready, um, because it's only going to take, it's only going to take them to make that decision to be able to, you know, decide that that's something that they're ready to, um, to recover from. For sure. And I think it's, it can be a very frustrating situation, especially if you are super close with that person, like Tyra, Tyra having been in relationship with, um guys who have struggled with this before and them not seeing it like there was anything wrong or not seeing how it affects their emotion or not seeing how it affects their behavior and trying to have conversations like openly like hey like i'm worried about you or hey I don't like when you do this because it makes you mean or, you know, you're not yourself or you don't remember what you said. And now, you know, how do I talk to you, you know, about certain things? And that can be frustrating or even, um, you know, having family members who some have been able to, to go to treatment they're clean and in recovery now, but others who did not make it because their bodies just over time couldn't handle, you know, what was happening um, and just the progression and consistent use. And I was, I remember being very frustrated with my family because I feel like as when, within black families, especially if it's something like alcohol, we tend to enable. Mm -hmm. and it's like, 
you know this person should not be drinking or you know this person you know has a problem that we're not talking about and you're helping them like you're you're providing to them and it was just it was frustrating as i became more aware and understood that it was a disease and that this this person actually needed medical attention it was frustrating for me to even be around it but also not being mad at him like i knew it was something that he just legit couldn't control and i didn't feel like he understood or knew the resources that were available to him and i think he had just gotten to a point where it was just too late and so you know because i had even reached out to an interventionist for him and he's like yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna be able to 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 really help in this in this particular situation. And that can be hard for families to just cope with too, because it is up to them at the end of the day. Are there other ways? Like that's what I think of when I think of just how I've tried to support people, whether it was sending them like, hey, I've heard of this place or um, like I said, I tried to reach out to that interventionist for my loved one or even just trying to have open conversations about it with somebody where I noticed something. Are there other ways y'all can think of where you supported someone or tried to? Probably in boundary setting because you can have a conversation, but it's like, okay, I can't socialize with you in this manner. I can't go to you to this function or drink with you or you know hang out with you in this manner because I know really what you're suffering from or what you may be masking from and I can't support it and so I don't know if you know setting those boundaries open the, that person's eyes but it is also a way to keep myself from trying to enable them or um, do any more damage to what it is that they're suffering from I've never really sent anyone um any like support places but you know also try to be open-minded because as I get older you know learning more that it is uh more of a disease instead of looking down on people who have uh substance abuse issues and looking at more as like a it can be a medical condition as well I used to work on a floor we got um alcohol uh withdrawal lots of those patients so seeing that and dealing with some of their like social issues really opened my mind as well and because you know people with addictions don't always look the same so I think that opened my mind as well um when you sometimes you think of when you hear people who suffer from alcoholism that they're aggressive or you know issues like that and I know someone in my family who suffers from it and they aren't aggressive at all so you know it's it can it's been great to be able to open my eyes as I've gotten older um, and hopefully I'll be able to support more people who are in my life who suffer from these conditions. Um, I think for me, the biggest thing that I've tried to do is just um, be an emotional support. Um, because oftentimes, knowing the specific individuals that I'm thinking about, um, I mean, and this may be the case for, you know, most people who do suffer um, from it is that they may feel like they're, you know, living life alone. Um, and so truly letting them know that, you know, I'm here as a support and that, you know, regardless of, 
you know, where you've been or what you're experiencing, um, that you have people here, um, that we're willing to, you know, go with you on, on whatever journey that, you know, they need to take in order for them to, um, become healed and, you know, get through recovery. So just really being a support, um, because, it can it shows up differently in different people and there's so many reasons why people um you know are dealing or suffering from the disease so really just being a support whether it's like childhood trauma or you know things that um arise in adulthood so there's so many reasons why um you know people start and continue and you know may not ever really get out of it so really trying to comfort them and just you know just be there as a support Yeah, I think that's helpful. And and like you said, even just understanding some of this is hereditary, you know, some come from recreational use, like we already talked about. And then some literally start just from having a prescription, like having a pain medication as prescribed to you and you do not know how to wean off and it just becomes a part of like your daily function. And so that the addiction can start in so many different places. And I think as we continue to have the conversations, whether it's just as a community or with people that we're connected to who we know may be going, uh, going through that, just remembering that not to have judgment because you don't know like where it started from or where it stemmed from and just trying to be, trying to be supportive. I was just thinking about something like we had talked about, um, you know, like, like when you look at what substance abuse looks like in, you know, movies or the things that you see, I think we also have to consider, um, what, what, what does society say about actually getting help? What does that look like? Because a lot of time in movies, like you, you know, you have someone that may be of a higher class and they have money and then they go through, um, they go through like some type of like intervention or program and then you know they come out and they're they in the they're in their same environment but you have a lot of people who may go through our experiences and then they let's just say they do get help and go through recovery they may be going back to the same environment that kind of mm-hmm. caused the issue to begin with and so really you know thinking about um, you know, in what ways does, you know, their entire life kind of has to shift and change in order for them to sustain their recovery. And so it's just really a lot of factors at play, but I think it's just really interesting just thinking about, um, you know, some of the misperceptions um, or concessions about, well, what does it look like? You know, a lot of people may think that they can't afford it or, you know, that they're not, um, uh, you know, of a certain stature that they can go through um, some type of recovery or intervention program. So I feel like, you know, there may be some people who actually want to get help, but they, they just don't, they don't have the information. They don't have the knowledge to really know what it's going to take for them to get to help. So they just, you know, kind of continue going on um, in their current state. And, you know, it's kind of, it just be- becomes like a, like a cycle. Definitely. And that's a good call out to Jenny, because I think a lot of people, when they think about um, addiction treatment, they do think like out of pocket and I'm going to have to go pay for this program or depending on the type of program you need, whether it's inpatient, outpatient, um, residential, like 
those can be costly, but there are uh, different opportunities for people to be able to cover those, especially depending on what you look at. I know that um, some people have access, especially in Indiana, have tr uh, access to treatment through Medicaid. Um, so even just understanding those dynamics and, and being willing, also being willing to look into it, also, but having someone there with you who can support you when you're looking looking into that and just finding the resources and figuring out like how you can make it happen once you're ready for that step um is is super super important yeah i completely agree well any other thoughts or things you ladies want to bring up before we wrap up uh wrap up the conversation today Cool. Um, so I know that like coming out of like summertime, we're about to head into the holidays. Holidays can actually be a very triggering um, season for people who uh, struggle from substance use disorder. Um, and even sometimes just being around family or preparing to be around family can be very triggering too. And so just be on the lookout for signs. If you don't know the signs and the symptoms, um, definitely take some time and look into it. I think that's that's what we really want to share, especially not just for this month, although this is um, National Recovery Awareness Month. Definitely want to take this thought, take these thoughts um, into days and months ahead, because it's not like this is the only time that we should be thinking about this or that we should be trying to advocate for less stigmatized conversations around addiction, around alcoholism, around treatment, um, and just really helping people understand that all in all, you know, substance use disorder or addiction is a disease. We want people to understand that, you know, treatment is available and that resources are available, but also that recovery is possible and that you can gain um, a new life or you know, better relationships or just better circumstances once you overcome and really go through that journey. Uh, but that recovery is an ongoing journey too. It's not like once you're clean for a month, or once you're clean for a year, you know, it's ongoing. Um, it's gonna be an ongoing journey when you're connecting with groups uh, and going to events or just have building your community around that lifestyle um is really important because it's it'll be lifelong and it'll be a lifelong journey but i think that or i think we all believe that it's worth it um really in the end and so as I, we shared at the beginning if you want to learn more about know the facts definitely visit knowthefactsindiana.org uh, they have so many stories of other Hoosiers who are in recovery, who are sharing their stories so that they can really um, advocate and help people understand and, and help reduce the stigma around substance use disorder on their website. Uh, they also have a quiz that you can take to actually test your knowledge. So if you're just wanting to be a community supporter and a community advocate, um, you can look into that as well. They also have a Facebook and an Instagram at knowthefactsindiana. Um, so be sure to check that out. Again, not just for this month, uh, but for any, any time moving forward. 
So we're happy we could chat about this here at Shenanigans because, of course, our community is important to us. Um, and we want to make sure that our community is getting the support that they need. So, so happy that we could chat about this today. And hopefully it helped you all start the start conversations on your own within your communities too. But we'll be back soon um, with our next season of Shenanigans. So if you haven't already, uh, make sure that you're following us at Shenanigans underscore pod. Um, and if you haven't already checked out our new website, at thestrengthofshe.com, there's a beautiful podcast section um, that where you can access all of our past episodes. But we will be back soon. We love you much, and thank you for listening. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>